welcome to Blaze Pod. It's Thursday, the 17th of March. My name's Ben. On the line, it's Andrew. How's things, pal? All right. I've had a bit of an hectic day, as you know, personal reasons. But yeah, ra- not, well, not raring to go. It can't be raring to go after a 0 0 draw with Blackpool, can you? But yeah. <laughs> I suppose not, yeah. Every, everybody's healthy is the important takeaway yes. from your, your yeah, hectic worse, day, yeah. I think. So uh, yeah, that's, that's good to hear. I'm sure everyone will. Uh, <laughs> Join me in passing on those good wishes to, to yeah. yourself and the family. Um, yeah, yeah I, I guess apologies to uh, dedicated Blades Pod listeners. Obviously, the last time we spoke, we just uh, oh, we were high as a kite, mate. We just hammered yeah. hammered Middlesbrough four one. Glorious night at Bramall Lane, uh, and it's safe to say we came back down to earth with a little bit of a bump at the weekend, and then. Uh, yeah, stuff kind of got in the way uh, over the weekend and on Monday as well. And yeah. then with another game being played on Wednesday, we figured we'd just, uh, you know, we'd just play the Joker on that one, bounce it. Yeah, well, we missed two this season. One because my dog died, and this one was, yeah, uh, just due to work killing us both, I think. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. So we, yeah. We've, we've been pretty good all the way through the season, I think. Uh, and let, let's let's not forget, it was pretty pretty lame at the start of the season. So I yeah. think, uh, I hope people forgive us for, for We're no tough to club. We're not, we're not, we're not attempting to uh, get onto their patch of like doing, no matter what happens, 15-0 mm-hmm. defeats and all sorts. They'll, they'll uh, come out with a pod after the game, which is massively, massive credit to them for the dedication. Agreed. It's a very strong USP, which uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe that's why we're just leaving that one to them. So what, what we're going to do here, uh, obviously today is Thursday. We play again in, yikes, what is that, like 30, 40 hours time, something like that? Yeah, 12.30 yeah. on Saturday against Barnsley. Played two games since we last spoke. So we're going to... Talk pretty generally here, I think. I've got a, a few a few odds and ends to discuss as well as the actual games. But yeah, rather than give you like a detailed breakdown of every game, which I don't think is particularly desirable after the Coventry game, to be honest, we're just going to talk generally about it. Um, yeah. I think, so here we go. We lost 4-1 to Coventry for the record. Uh, and last night drew 0-0 at Blackpool. Obviously, uh, your playoff ambitions take a little bit of a dent. Where are we now? We slipped down to ninth in the table, albeit... It's over, mate. I've been reading today, <laughs> that's it. It's done. So. <laughs> we are one point off sixth and three points off fourth, as it stands, with a game in hand on fourth as well. So, uh, yeah. yeah, not not a disaster. Not the best couple of results, obviously. No, it's, it's one of those things. When we got to six, maybe at Middlesbrough, you're thinking, right, let's get into the international break and the playoff place, and you're looking, maybe we could even be fourth, you know, maybe fifth. And then, obviously, it is a disappointment to be ninth, but at the same time, if you look at the big picture, you're thinking, well, two months ago, we were 13th and, like, 13 points off the playoffs or whatever it was. And I think we'd have all taken being one point off the playoffs going into the final international break at that point. I certainly would have done, yeah. Um, and I certainly would have taken a point out of last night's game after what uh, yeah. happened on Saturday. Yes. Um, so let's let's talk about that Coventry game. And I, I, think, uh, I think this answers the question of how many missing players is too many missing players because that yeah. was an an horrific beating at, yeah. uh what is it the Coventry building site stadium these days yeah. um yeah. wasps I, arena as hal called it wasps <laughs> arena we obviously took the lead in this so the players are missing ben davies and john fleck uh both disappear from the lineup for the middlesbrough game fleck obviously went off against borough Davies is injured apparently um you know first we heard of it was uh as the teams dropped and that just reported as him being absent but it does sound like 
uh, unless you know more on this. Um, it does sound like injury rather than personal issues again. Yeah, he said it were a muscle injury, yeah. Um, yeah. I think what he's basically saying at the moment, Ekin, but I mean, it makes sense is these players probably could play. Like, you know, McBurney maybe could have played yesterday with his dead leg. Mm. Davis maybe could have played. Um, uh, Fleck possibly could have played. But we're running the risk of them getting another injury, which is even worse. And Bollock's in the same category, I think, yeah. Mm. If we had backups... You risk those sort of players. They're the players you risk and just hope they come through, but we can't afford to. Yeah, and it, it transpires, I think since we last spoke, Charlie Good is injured. He's managed to get injured being suspended. Um, yeah, he's back at Brentford, isn't he? Yeah, yeah that, I mean, that doesn't sound good at all. No. <laughs> you know, it doesn't sound like he's no. be available for a while. Um, yeah, Baldock has gone for another scan, they say now. He came back. Okay, I don't know if you heard Eckingbottom. I know you've been busy. I don't, I don't know if you heard Eckingbottom's interview yesterday. No, I, I, I haven't actually What. It's come back okay. Um, right. There's no uh, lasting damage. He said it could be an injury elsewhere, but they're, they're happy that it's not in the same place where he had the initial injury. If you know what I mean. Okay. That that was al- <laughs> that was alarming. Hearing they were going for another scan, alarming in terms of like, oh, we're not seeing him again this season. I um, thought the same. I have to. I'm not one of these sort of people who every time. Like we're link- I mean, obviously, we should mention, if I forget, that Andre Wisdom is training with us, apparently, anyway, according to Lee Bowyer. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Lee Bowyer today, in his in his press conference, basically said, I turned up to training today, and Andre Wisdom weren't there. He's at Sheffield United, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and I, I, the first thing I saw were like, people going, oh, that means Baldock's out for the season. I'm not normally into those sort of things, but with that Baldock rescan thing, I was like, yeah, that doesn't sound good. Yeah, and, and with... The the good news is obviously fairly fresh, and I think we only found that out last week. So, uh, yeah, if if uh, wisdom's of, wisdom, sorry, is obviously a, a free agent. Um, I think I think the deadline to sign free agents is like another week or something, or a couple of weeks, maybe. Yeah, but... I've read it with next Thursday. I think that's okay. right. So, yeah, uh, yeah he. Uh, I don't know. We'll talk about it a bit when he signs, but he's. He played pretty much every minute for Derby last season. Obviously, cash really bizarre. I've, I've, to be honest, I've never seen him play well. He's always one of those sort of players where I've seen him play and I thought, oh, he can get it in. But he has played all his entire career at championship level, and as you say, he played pretty much every game for Derby last season. And to, to not have a club, it's a bizarre situation. He's only twenty eight. Mm. Yeah, I, I know. I was frantically googling like, what is the deal here with this guy? Why is he being yeah. attached? Um, but by virtue of being an adult human, <laughs> he's probably somebody worth having in the building yeah, yeah. because uh, our bench for the last two games, and particularly for last night, resembled some kind of school trip, I think. I mean, when you look at it, it's like, like last night you sort of knew it were coming, but I, I sort, of took, took, sort of checked myself and took a step back and thought, what's happening? This is, this is outrageous. These people we've got on this bench shouldn't be... Anywhere near the first team, probably for another three years or so. <laughs> I mean, so uh, Ollie Arblaster, which is a absolute top tier name. I don't think yeah. we can get around that. It's just one of the better named footballers to ever. It's like be a pro Evo name or something like that. So like. good, so good. <laughs> but he's been playing for the under eighteen, like, and suddenly he's on the bench. Casper uh, Laparta gets recalled from South End. Yeah, and onto the bench just to uh, you know give us more cover there. Willa Sula uh, has been on the bench. I think he was on the bench against Coventry as well, but certainly uh, against Blackpool and came on last night. Nixie and Gomez, the first time he's been on our bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We basically have like twelve fit players and then a load of children at the moment, right? I think I think I'm right in saying we've played the same fourteen players in the last 
four games. I think that's right. It, it'll be 15 max. I think that's right. I think they're the only people who's been involved. And I know everyone's had injuries, but that's really, really harsh on the players in terms of because of how many games have been coming up and how, how thick and fast they've been. Mm. And the fact that we're playing top, top end you know, we've we played some good sides. Coventry away and Blackpool away are tough games. Middlesbrough at home is an unbelievably tough game. Forest at home is an unbelievably tough game. Then it was Millwall away before that. So we're having to, you know, we've tried to navigate through this really difficult period on paper with the same players. And, you know, I think Huran's got a knock from what Eckingbottom was saying after the game on Saturday. So that's probably why you were on the bench. Mm. And we all know Osborne's coming back from a long-term injury. Gibbs White doesn't look right to me in terms of fully fitness. And, you know, Billy Sharp's 36, as we keep saying, I'm not knocking him for, for his age or anything, but, you know, it's, it's just a mishmash of a team. Yeah, I think we had nine academy graduates in the squad last night. That's right, yeah, that's correct, yeah. Yeah, so who The was... highest ever, that. Wow, so that's uh, Karen Gordon, obviously, starting in, in place of Ben Davis last two games. Norrington mm. Davis and Jai, Billy Sharp. And then, yeah, on the bench, Asula, Laparta, Jebison, Arblaster and, uh, and Gomez. Arblaster, man. What a name. What a name. Brilliant. Get him in. Just for name. If if, we're, if the end of the season, we're out of the playoff shout, the full-on game. Just play all the best names. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, back to Coventry. Um, Davies, uh, Davies injured, disappears from the lineup. So, Karen Gordon comes in. And uh, by no means... Experience Kyron Gordon now, as we should be calling it, compared to the rest of the squad. You're actually right, yeah. Three starts. Yeah, he's a senior player, pretty much. He's probably vice-captain by the end of the next game. The the thing, Kyron Gordon, like, he were in the team yesterday, no one really batted an eyelid, because obviously... If you'd have said this at the beginning of the season, by the way, you're going to end the season, you'd have thought we would have had a fire sale. He was on loan at Boston until, like, three months ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Boston United. Pretty sure you're going to play three games for them as well, or something like that. Well, a lot. Oh God, it's. I mean, we're so stretched at the moment, and this is why I'm not. Uh, I mean, the, you know, the the four one defeat to Coventry was was frankly quite distressing. Um, yeah, I, that I for all for all the the excuses, and I think the genuine excuses uh, for the tiredness and the and the injuries and stuff. That performance was diabolical. There were enough players in that team. To not get, it could have been ten one, and that's not. <laughs> we got absolutely battered. And yeah, Audrey is... was out of the match by far, and yeah, I think he pulled three. Say, I have to admit, my shrink kept going in and out, but I watched the highlights after because you know if, if we were going to do the pod. So thanks for that, Ben. For that, <laughs> <laughs> I watched it for nothing. <laughs> so I watched the highlights back, and it was just literally attack after attack after attack after. And it could have been. I think I'm genuinely being serious that I think eight two would have been a serious a scoreline that reflected that game. So it was the highest xG that United have allowed since they got promoted to the Premier League. So yeah. you know we've played some pretty good sides in those three years. Um, yeah, Fodringham he, he actually rose on the uh, the goals prevented rankings because he yeah kept the yeah. score down essentially and then um, the thing is the fact it's caught no offense to Coventry they're a decent championship team the the you know I thought it would be a tough game and I've taken a point same as Blackpool last night but they're not a good side they're not Fulham if you mm. if that happens against Fulham you can maybe hold your hands up and say wow we've caught Fulham on one of the Premier League Fulham days you know what I mean one of one of their best days yeah a whole went they lost lost a hole last night they're not a good side yeah, they're obviously all out on uh, out on the drink after the 
the win over the big big rival Sheffield yeah, United. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, strange fan base, as I'm sure people have uh... <laughs> clocked. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think I've said I think I've said a couple of times like as long as we've got Gibbs, White, Sharp, Berger, and Norwood on the pitch, mm. and the defense holds up its end, we will have a chance. Well, I can't totally blame the defense for this game because it felt a lot like. Uh, what you said the Blackburn away game was like and what Barnsley away was like towards the end of the game where the midfield just evaporated. But saying that, the defence was also pretty atrocious. Northern Iran were appalling in this game Mm. and unfortunately they were matched by the performances of Egan and Robinson. And they're your force. I'm not going to bring Gordon into it. I think it must be so difficult for Gordon to come into Millwall away with a you know an injury hit team, and then where everyone's playing absolutely awful in the Coventry game, and then last night again against a Blackpool team on form, especially at home, mm. he's had three unbelievably difficult games. So I'm not going to really put him in put him in with this group of players, but yeah, Egan and Robinson, Robinson, that's the worst he's played since the the bad days of his early early season blues. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, and then Egan, that's probably the worst I've ever seen him actually. Certainly the worst this season, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, what did I want to say about this? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't get much right, but um, I think at 2-1 I did say to you, this is this is going to be 4-1. Like, yeah. this is just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see how we keep the score down. They were just... It was not really a hot take at that point, I suppose, because they were just... We were lucky to... When we went in level at half-time, we were all, I think, because obviously we were watching the same stream, hmm. we were saying just let's get to half-time, you know what I mean, let's do something, because they were really getting... I think it were a pretty even first half an hour, a really hmm. open game, but we had a couple of really good chances there, obviously had a couple of good chances Well, we got the goal, they got the goal, but then they really got on top that last 15 minutes, and, and we just couldn't cope with them, and you're like, I mean, I'm not going to take anything away from Coventry, they played fantastic, that's... Probably the best performance of the season, although they did beat Fulham 4-1 as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, true, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe not, but you know, they were fantastic on the day. But you shouldn't that shouldn't be happening. That's to be that dominant in a in a in any championship game shouldn't be happening. Yeah, I, I could I can accept losing four one in a game that's like where the opposition just you know, they just take their chances basically. You know, yeah, so yeah, it just happens yeah, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, the uh... Middlesbrough under Wilder where we lost three 0 Um that's that's that. That's one that springs to mind. In or maybe the Walsall four one as well. Yeah, those two games were different for me because I keep saying I saw people saying, "Oh, this could be our Walsall game," where you know that's the the, the blip and stuff. I think that were different because Walsall did deserve to beat us on that day, but they weren't. They didn't deserve to beat us nine one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when Coventry did, and Middlesbrough were the same. We went three 0 down fairly early on against Middlesbrough in that game earlier on this early in that season promotion season. The second half we came out and we should have had a couple of goals, missed a couple of sitters. We didn't get absolutely dominated. The opposition took the chances. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Whereas this one, they actually didn't take the chances because they no, only no, finished four-one. Finishing from Coventry, actually, in this game. Say again, sorry. <laughs> absolutely awful finishing in this game. <laughs> uh, Berger gets another goal. At least there's something yeah. to smile about. I mean, the, my my ultimate optimistic take after this after the Coventry game was it was better to beat Middlesbrough and lose to Coventry than the other way around. Because uh, mm-hmm. then yeah. you you know the goal difference swing on Middlesbrough obviously I know obviously our goal difference then you know gets yeah. hit, hit by three goals but in the process yeah. of doing so we hit those for three. And Coventry aren't as good if we if we finish below Coventry this year we're not getting in the playoffs. I don't really see him. I could be proven wrong. Obviously it's that tight, but I think if we I think if you're finishing below Coventry this season, any team you, you're probably going to finish ninth, tenth uh, uh, yeah. at best. 
I imagine you're probably right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was uh, that was a bad time, uh, and it just made me think like, oh god, we've just you know we've just hit that tipping point of like, hang on, we can't get away with mm. having to play Karen Gordon with Ben Osborne playing right wing back yeah. again, and with a tired, uh, injured Ben Osborne, no less. Yeah. Um, I, th- I thought the only, I guess the only thing is, I mean, you said it like we need to change something around half time, and I don't really know what we could have done because the uh, personnel just isn't there. I mean, you could have. The only thing in hindsight is maybe ask Berger to play deeper, but we're already losing like two or three because they scored the second and third goals like in quick succession, didn't they? Yeah, fifty-two, fifty-nine. Yeah, well, to be honest, the only thing I'd have done at that point is take Gibbs White and Sharp off because the game's gone. Mm. I do not really understand why Jebison didn't. We'll talk about Jebison obviously later, but I don't understand why we didn't bring Jebison and Njai on earlier in that game just to save Sharp and Gibbs White. We're, we're moaning and rightly so about tiredness, mm. and yet believing on our two best players who are one of them's coming back from a long injury, another one's 36. I'm with you on this. I think this is a, a questionable, to be honest, from Heckingbottom. Mm. Uh, the the fact that Sharp and Gibbs White played a full 90 minutes in a game we were losing 4 1. Yeah. from the 68th minute and getting destroyed. I mean, I get that there's not much on the bench. And obviously, we did bring McBurney on in the end. Uh, although for... Who did he come on for? He came on for... Did he come on for Hurahan? Uh, I'll just look this up now. Yeah. Uh, when on earth did he come on? He came on for Norwood, actually. In the, Norwood. Uh, 65th yeah. minute, yeah. Um, yeah, the fact that they played the full game, basically... Is is very questionable. I think I don't know what I don't understand the logic of doing that at all. You know what's really frustrating as well is that with all the injuries, and this comes back to what Slav tried to do. And I understand why we kept the same. Tech. We're, we're so like there's no flexibility in terms of tactics due to the players. Mm. I've seen a lot of people say you should have gone to four in the back, four at the back, and I get that. I totally, totally get that because we don't have enough defenders really, to play five at the back. But we've also seen, and we've had success with the three-five-two. Do you sort of rip everything up just for a couple of games to play four at the back? I mean, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, I would have liked to have seen us change tactics and just play the more senior play, get play a tactic that gets the most out of the most senior players, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, a back four, like, what, what are you going to do there? Like, Robin, I don't want to see Robinson and Egan as a Central pair. This is it, I think and this is what it. I mean with the players. We don't Slav proved we don't have the players to do it, so I, I get why we didn't. Certainly just, don't right now. <laughs> They're no, all on no. the plumbing treatment table. No, but we've obviously playing Karen Gordon and Osborne in positions. Well, Karen Gordon realistically shouldn't be in the team this at the moment. He's not ready, I don't think. And Osborne obviously never played at right back. Do I don't know? Does a better tactical team change the tactics in this situation? Yeah, probably, but uh, I think we're we're ride or die with this, aren't we? Three, five, we are, two. We are, yeah, and I get it. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not criticising Ekin Martin for for not doing it. It's just another one of those sort of we've got players to play this one particular way. <laughs> Indeed. Well, uh, I mean, the, the, to an extent, Coventry was so bad, and the you know I mentioned we we didn't get hammered like that at any stage in the Premier League. Mm. I know we you know we conceded more goals. Yeah, it was five nil at Leicester, was it? Five nil at Leicester, I think it was. Yeah. That was the biggest event, and four nil at Tottenham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously had, we had harsher score lines, but no team cut through us like Coventry did on Saturday. So I could almost could almost say like, well, 
it was a bit of a freak game. Like, you know, mm. you, number of players played badly. We're knackered from the Middlesbrough game, which we unquestionably yeah. put a lot of effort into. Yeah, yeah, Possibly yeah. too much effort in hindsight, you know, having... Yeah. Having wrapped up the game, uh, yeah, should we have taken Gibbs White off? And yeah, again, yeah, should have, would have, could have, I suppose. But yeah, uh, yeah, I wonder if we're seeing some of the effects of that. Anyway, um, and yeah, so maybe it was just like this is just a historically freakish bad performance. Like Coventry absolutely deserved to win; they absolutely played very well themselves. But is this one game instructive of how the rest of the season is going to go? Probably not. And I thought we did see. Uh, you have to give some credit to the team last night, I think, for yeah. responding well. I can't. I don't think we I were... was happy. I, I don't think we were great. Mm-hmm. I think it was. If you're asking me to name a player who were above six out of ten, I'm struggling to be honest. But mm. it was pretty much what I the, the best I could have expected in the sense of the performance, where we should have won in terms of the chances that we had in the first. We should have been two up at, at half time, and. They didn't really create anything too clear. I know they hit the bar and then Fodringham pulled that good save off where the, the referee get a goal kick. But we defended well against a good side. I think I don't want people to underestimate how well Blackpool won six out of the last eight home games and beat some great teams in that run as well. Also beat Fulham. They're a decent side, especially at home, and it's a really tough place to go to. And mm. I'd have sat around for a nil nil before the game. Yeah, with this team for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, or, yeah. Or, oh yeah, with this team. I mean, yeah, and it's ro- coming off the back of that four-one. Yeah, yeah. Steve Clichy is probably the most important thing. Yeah, uh, they their crowd was very amped up for it. Obviously, yeah, um, looked a quite a good atmosphere there. Yeah, just I mean, just the one change from us and Jai comes in for um, for Hurahan, who's on the bench, yeah. and yeah, the bench. Looks even even younger, basically. Yeah, <laughs> it was just yeah. just a, a you know team of. Uh, when we were getting overrun a bit in the second half, um, Blackpool were definitely on top. Uh, you, your natural reactions change it, and then you look at your bench and you think, just give it another five. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I thought we started well in this game. We did first half very good. I thought we just didn't create enough. Sharp had um, good counter attack where he, he, he ducks inside and he puts it wide. There was another good counter attack led by Njai. Well, I think it was probably the closest to getting over the six out of ten. I agree, threshold. and I was really disappointed they took him off because I, th- I know he suffers from fitness issues, but he should be the freshest in theory because he's not started for weeks. Yes, and he's the one starter, and he was the. I, I know he faded in the second half, and he often does do that. But I still felt that he was. I thought he had a better game than Gibbs White, for instance. Yeah, oh, I felt a bit sorry for Gibbs White in this one. Everything he tried uh, didn't come off. off. Yeah. Yeah. He was getting kicked constantly, man. Not, yeah. um, you know, it wasn't like a leg breaking type treatment, but mm. every time he touched the ball, he was getting clipped. I'm, I was pretty worried about his uh, his fitness in the second mm. half. To be honest, I yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm not convinced he was 100. percent I'm not. Half. I really don't think he was at all. I'm not saying he's going to be out for the weekend or anything like that, but. I think he would definitely got kicked in the first half, and he was limping for a bit. And I think it tr- troubled him. I don't think it's a oh touch wood. It's not a, a huge injury, but I think it's one of those you know those sort of injuries that do hamper your performance. Yeah, yeah, they look like he sort of he, he pulled out a couple of challenges. I think not. I'm, I don't mean that as a, a criticism. I, no. you know, protect the goods, basically. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather he was uh, available to play this week. I imagine he... but I probably even said, look, if you're not sure you're going to get the ball leave it it's not your job to be you know 
dive into tackles. We want you there to produce that bit of magic that wins us the game. Yeah, uh, yeah. So absolutely give him a pass for that. But um, yeah, you're right. He, he really struggled it. But yeah, and Jai, good counter attack. He sets up Norrington Davis, who uh, I, I don't think he's great in opposition penalty areas. It that seems. was actually a better chance than I realised at the mm. time. I watched it on the stream and I got a few replays. I watched the highlights back before we started, and he's got so much time. Takes. And, it takes forever, and yeah, and you just that is oh, so. I actually think that is arguably a, a, a good a chance as the sharp one. I think sharp should get his on target, but mm. I think Norrington Davis, the fact he doesn't even get a shot at goal because he's that slow, he's yeah, really poor, yeah, shooting or whatever it is, end product. Yeah, not ideal, but yeah, the team a pretty good response. I think not a, not like a oh what a fantastic response from the commentary yeah. game, but you know that yeah. got back to some kind of acceptable level for sure. Mm. And you know for someone like Karen Gordon, I think that is a a bit of a tick, you know, to yeah come yeah. through this game. Obviously, a harrowing experience. Not a, you know, it wasn't like he had a nightmare or anything at Coventry. Just uh, the entire team had a collective nightmare apart yeah. from Fodringham, I think. So Gordon's doing as, as well as I expect Gordon to do at this moment in time. I'm mm. is why I don't th- I don't think he's ready, and I think that's why he's at Boston. He was at Boston and not a league club. You know, there's there's a yeah. reason behind that. He's not a He's not a Kyle Walker Academy product where people are going, oh, this guy's going to be going to the top or anything like that, you know, or even an R-Blaster who's getting loads of hype in the under-18s. This is a guy who's probably going to have to go down the league to come back up again, um, even if he's just on loan. And he's come in and he's 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 been as good and as bad as everyone else in the, those three games. Yeah, getting hype in the under-18s, that is genuinely <laughs> what we've had to resort to now, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, Hecky Bottom, I think he said this pretty much explicitly, didn't he? He was... You know, the, he doesn't want these players to be on the bench because, I mean, yeah. really between the lines, he's essentially saying they are not ready. I, I want, you know, young players to have earned their spot on the bench, but I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, earned, yeah. their, earned their spot on the bench rather than I need someone to go on the bench. Yeah, so he, these he kids are coming in. Night. He said the same last night. He said he, he would like it if these players had played that well. They deserve to, be. and they were basically saying they don't deserve to be on the bench, based on you know what 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 they've shown so far at the under twenty threes. But they're having to be on the bench. It's not as if they're ready to be there yet. Yeah. So, hopefully, good experience at least for some of these players. Um, yeah, yeah. And hopefully, we start to get a few few more back as well. Two um, two controversial incidents in this game. Uh, one of them less controversial because I don't think it actually went in. <laughs> the burger. I've heard it chance- did. I've seen it back a couple of times. I can't work it out, but I've seen some um, people say they did go in the burger goal. Yeah, from a corner. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't look like it goes into me, um, but I've only seen the sort of standard TV camera angle. Yeah, in, same here, to be honest. Yeah. 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 Um, obviously, goal line technology would have uh, <laughs> probably given it if uh, mm. if it had gone in. But uh, yeah, burger's given offside. It's not totally clear if he is or not, but I think he, I think he is from looking at this still. Um, is obviously ahead of the goalkeeper, um, mm. and so there's only one defending player between him and the goal. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I don't totally know how we didn't score from this chance, to be honest. Egan no. has a sort of very, I don't know, tame flick towards well, goal. There, there's your answer, mate. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. Egan going forward. I mean, it's a bit of a long-running joke with us two now when we're watching the game, just texting game, yeah. Egan's up, this is a goal kick. And, he, and a lot of them aren't his fault. They're bad deliveries and he tries his best and he's, he's the one we aim for every single time when McBurney's not on the pitch. But, oh, my word. Like, just, <laughs> some of the attempts are just appalling. They are. They really are. Talking of appalling... Um, 
Our free kicks, man. <laughs> I know we mention it every time, but this is the latest installment in the how is this the best that we could come up with? I love how they're all different. Like this time, yeah. I thought 30 yards out, we'll give it to the £22 million Norwegian man to blast it into the corner and now uh, straight at the wall. <laughs> so we try to do uh, the, the John Fleck at Hillsborough routine, mm, don't we? Where yeah, yeah. Norwood rolls it backwards and Berger strikes it from 25 yards into the top corner, as he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes so long to hit it. <laughs> the defender's practically tackled him before he kicks the ball. I mean, the defender can be no more yeah. than a metre away by the time he makes contact with it. So I don't know if yeah. it's like a... I don't know if Norwood rolls it too far, if they just the timing was off away. It was a but... corner in the first half as well. I don't know if you... it's on the highlights, I think. Hmm. It's the most laid-back corner I've ever seen from a team that's 0-0 who want to win. Sort of, I think it's... I don't know who takes it. It goes short to Osborne, then it goes back to Norwood. Oh, Norwood yeah, I do that, yeah. And, you know, what are you doing? I know we haven't got much height in the box, but <laughs> you've got to be quicker at least. You've yeah. Run the clock down. It can't, can't be the plan. And I know we've... Look, we've, we've got slightly better at set-pieces recently. We've, we've got a couple of goals from them in two of yeah, our last four yeah. or five matches, I think. But... Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's some. When I see some of our like direct free kick shooting opportunities, I sort of think like, yep. just kick it out for a goal kick so they don't get a chance to counter. They're like, yeah. That's probably save a... time. If we're losing <laughs> and we get a corner, just kick it out because we'll need that time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, <laughs> we're gonna a net... waste like yeah, messing about with it. I still don't think. Well, I'll be. I mean, touch will we don't beat it, but we probably will. I still think getting the ball to Jack Robinson on the left on his own. I think that was Forrest, weren't he, at home? And, and basically saying, right, you're going to have to take this man on with your silky skills, Mr. Jack Robinson. <laughs> that was the best corner, I think, so far. The funniest corner we've, or set piece that we've played so far. <laughs> I can laugh about it now. Um, <laughs> the uh, the much more controversial incident uh, is, I, I believe, also comes from a recycled set piece. And uh, Norwood volleys it in from the edge of the box. The keeper is stranded it takes a deflection goes into mm. the net Norwood runs off celebrating I think a flare goes off in the away end as well uh, yeah. awkwardly yeah. Uh, and then it transpires that offside has been given and uh, watching on red button no benefit of replays whatsoever yeah. a commentator who didn't notice that it had been disallowed for about 30 or 40 seconds after it happened yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't have a clue what was going on to be honest um, taught me taught me through what you saw and what you know now, I suppose. Well, I was doing the old listening to Radio Sheffield and watching back, so Adam Oxley was saying, it's there, it's a goal, you know, no, one nil. so I'm like, come on, get in, waiting for the goal to come on my stream. And then I heard, like, and I thought, that don't sound great. (laughs) (laughs) It never does, does it? Yeah, and and it's been disallowed. You're really confused, and like I saw, I was going, "Oh no!" <laughs> um, and then the first time I saw it, I couldn't really. I thought it must be offside. He's it's obviously hit someone. He's offside. Fair enough. Then the more you watch it, and you're like, "He's giving it the excuse he'll give at least is he's giving it because Billy Sharp's in the keeper's eye line." There's absolutely no. I'm not buying at all that that's the reason that man. I don't even know his name. Raised his flag. Yeah. I, uh, I I think they've I think they've guessed the officials and they've guessed yeah. wrongly. I think they've, they've... they've seen it deflect and they've seen three of our players in offside positions. Sharp, Robinson, not Robinson. Is it, is it who ran? Whoever the couple are, like mm. in the box, and they presumed it's hit one of them and gone in. The fact that you've got people now saying, "Well, technically it's right," is and it isn't because I don't, I don't believe he's blocking his eyesight anyway, and. 
the fact is, he did, well, I say it's a fact. In my, call it a hunch. <laughs> I don't think he's, he's, the linesman does not flag because the goalkeeper's eyesight is uh, obscured. obscured. Yeah. Yeah. That that's That's not a linesman's decision. That's a referee's decision. Because he's the one looking forward. It's the linesman who's put his... How, how does the linesman know what you know where the goalkeeper's looking from his side? Yeah, it's uh, it hits Robinson, uh, who is a good you know two or three yards on side, to be honest, and, and yeah. deflects in. Uh, I mean, there's no way a goalkeeper's getting to it, even if he has a you know perfect vision on it and probably told where it's going in advance because the deflection takes yeah. it right into the corner. But uh, yeah, Which is not, to be fair, that's not part of the rule because you know Wolves scored against Leicester earlier this season and Schmeichel went mad because they were a Wolves player and but it went right in the corner and people were saying, well, he was never going to save it anyway. It doesn't matter, you know, even if, if he's offside, he's offside. I just don't believe for a second that this linesman has thought is that really short there. Just well, he looks like he's a. Well, where's the goal? Oh, I've seen where the goalkeeper's looking as well. So he's definitely <laughs> looking that. Way. So he's been obscured, right? No way. He's thought he's thought that one of he's hit one of our players in an offside position. He's got it wrong. Yeah, I think so. Uh... I'm sick of talking about officials. I, I, oh, well, I, I would. I was listening to just before we started this, and it were I just put football eleven on while I was waiting for you to come on, and it Andy Giddens talking about, and he said like he used to roll his eyes when uh, people used to phone up morning about referees, and he said, but now it's it's becoming defensible. There is no doubt that the officiating is getting worse and worse, and they're affecting more and more games. And I'm not saying United. Are, Everyone keeps saying, oh, poor United and all this sort of stuff. We got a goal choked off against Huddersfield two weeks ago, for which we would have been furious about. Yeah. And I'm sure Blackpool will have one in a couple of weeks that goes against them. Just bad officiating. Yeah, indeed. And unfortunately, we're on the uh, on the wrong end of it at a time when it would have been very beneficial to not be on the wrong end of it. Because if we nick this well, game one Matthew Donahue's up next, so that should be plain sailing. <laughs> all right, I I've got his name written down, but I almost didn't want to mention it. Um, so yeah, that's that's the. the well, I mean, the closest we can score. We actually did score, but it gets ruled yeah. out. Such a shame for Norwood. You know, would have been his first goal since what Boxing Day twenty nineteen. Yeah, and it, yeah, and I mean, it would have gone down as his goal, wouldn't it? Even though it hit Robinson. Oh, maybe not. Actually, maybe it would have been Robinson. But it, I don't know that we're Jack Robinson. If that had stood. <laughs> <laughs> like three and five or something. Yeah, right? yeah, um, something like that. Um, yeah, as you said, he made a good save um, from a chance that they had where they they got a, it was given as a goal kick. Uh, Bowler, I thought, was quite a, a, a probably their main threat. To be honest, I think he, you were the best player on the pitch, actually. Bowler, yeah, yeah really good player. Yeah, that's fair. He, he hit the bar in the first half with a, a long range shot. Uh, we handled Medine pretty well for the second time this season. I thought, you know, just had that one header in the first half, shot miles away. But I thought he was quite poor, Medine. I mm. thought he had a couple. He, there was that header in the first half, which I think were off a free kick. It's a free header. Egan completely loses him. It's just a really weak header straight at Fodringham. Then he has another one where he's he's way off target with an header as well. I thought he was quite poor. Yeah, so I think we did a pretty good job on him overall. Mm. Uh, yeah, you know, not. Not the ideal opponent to go up against after you've just got absolutely smashed the uh, no, no. three or four days before. Um, let's talk about Daniel Jebison, who did not come on uh, in this game. He came on in the what, like the ninetieth minute against Coventry to replace uh, Maburney. Who Maburney, yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't going to come on in that game, was it? Obviously not. No. No. Um, doesn't come on in this game. Uh, Will Asula comes on ahead of him. 
What do you make of that? Because as you messaged me at the time, I think you said strange, strange substitution, and that was my first reaction as well. Mm. I don't know what's happening with Jefferson. I'm not going to be one of these. I, I thought, and I've said it on here, when he came back, I think people saying, oh, this is the man to get us the final 10 goal. Not everyone, obviously, but, you know, certain certain people. And I thought, this is a guy who's only just got into the Burton Albion side and he's done well, but it's a massive step. But League One is really... You only have to look at Peterborough and Hull, where they are mm. in the league, to see. I know Blackpool are doing well. This is always one team that does well, but it's a massive difference, League One and champ, top-end championship. But at the same time, I did think he'd have played a couple of games by now and a few starts. I think he's played what twenty-five off minutes, half an hour since he's come back. Yeah, if, if and the that, fact yeah. now, it, and they asked Eckingbottom after why. Well, sorry, is it Asula? Asula, sorry. Asula, yeah. Asula, yeah. They said and they asked him why he picked him, you know, above Jefferson, and he just said, well, you know, he's 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 been doing. He didn't say he's doing better than him. He says he's been doing just as well as him, which I think is basically saying he's. Yeah, he's played, been playing better than him in, in training in the under twenty three. So, I've not seen enough of this guy or Jebison to to compare them. I, I can understand the anger about we brought this kid back who has got a massive reputation at youth level, and a lot of big teams are after him, and we're not giving him a chance at all. And if he can't get on now, don't really see where he plays. To be honest, yeah, it's yeah, that's it for me. It's not. It's not like I'm not one of these people that's been like give him a you know give him a chance he, he deserves a run in the team. Mm-hmm. It's more like <laughs> he deserves our other players deserve a rest and like we might as well yeah, use yeah, this yeah, kid yeah. now he's now he's back surely. I mean look we we wouldn't have recalled him if Bruce didn't get injured. That would no, uh, no. it would I'm sure he would have still been at Burton and obviously that was I believe that was right at the end of the transfer window as well right so it's too late. Yeah. We obviously thought it was either too late to try and loan another forward or we just thought. Actually, it'd be better for us long term to just get Jebison back back in the I building. I think we're all right with that because we all thought yeah. right, Jebison's coming in, third choice striker. McBurney, we didn't. He'd not started a game, I don't think, by that point under Eckingbottom. Um, and we were thinking, hopefully, he'll come in with Chipper with a few goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and then obviously, shot. And then Jebison will just play a couple of games to, to get us through. The fact that he can't get on the pitch and the injury crisis has got even worse. And McBurney weren't even there last night. Yeah, I, he don't. Yeah, he don't reflect well on on how. You know him in if he's impressing Eckingbottom. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'd be amazed if we're making. I mean, we're it's, we're we're speculating. Here. We have no inside knowledge. No, but I'd be amazed if, like, you know, his his training performances are keeping him out of the team. There must be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We were just. But he said he brought a solar on for his pace, but he brought him on with two minutes of injury time to go. And I, I, I don't. I'm not saying Eckingbottom's lying in that sense, but I, I think he just picked. I think he's. Think he picked him because he thought he was going to be better on the day, which again doesn't look great on Jefferson. And also, why would you bring him on in the ninety-second minute? This is this is it. Yeah, what's the point? Yeah, yeah and, so... and, and we four one down at Coventry last week, Saturday, should I say? Hmm. And Jefferson can't get on the pitch, even though we're four one down and we're playing a thirty-six-year-old striker up front who we should really be resting. He brings McBurney on. That's fair enough. The, bring him on. I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm not yeah. saying he's going to be the savior, and if he's not doing enough, he's not doing enough. But it doesn't really make sense to me. And last night was a bit of a, hmm, not sure about this. <laughs> yeah, I think the the thing with it, I'm, I'm more out with Asula. Asula coming on in the 91st minute instead of yes. Jefferson. Yeah. Makes sense to me yeah. in terms of, uh, or rather I can see the sense in it, in terms yeah, of like, yeah. you know, his first first ever appearance at senior level. We like. did it at Newcastle, we brought Sariki on, and then I think we brought Njai on at Leicester when we're final down. And you mm. do, you bring him on, you know, let's give him a minute just to get into the feel of things. But yeah. This is a game that was still active. I know it were two. I know it were two mm. minutes to go, but he could have brought Jefferson on five minutes, ten minutes earlier. And but he obviously doesn't trust him. 
Yeah, that's a good counterpoint. I think, yes, yeah, for me, it's less like, it's less why aren't we using Jebison and more why are we using Sharp and Gibbs White so much mm. when we do have a replacement that we could, you know, say if Gibbs White's got a knock, get him off with 15 minutes yeah. left. I know that sacrifices your, you know, likelihood <sighs> of winning the game. Ekimop said a couple of times, and he said it again last night, that he keeps Sharp and uh, Gibbs White on because Gibbs White can produce something from nothing, which, I, yeah, totally on board with that. And Sharp's your goal scorer. If he's bouncing around, Sharp's probably going to score. And I can almost like forgive it in this game. I don't get it at all in the 4-1 defeat because Gibbs White's not going to score an hat-trick of phenomenal <laughs> goals and we're not going to have any many chances. I don't understand at all why... That was surely... That, I'm out. You don't want to bring a young lad onto a, a losing team who's getting hammered like we did at Coventry. I understand that side of it. But... Surely that's the time. Ten minutes to go. Just say right. You know, show me what you can do in this ten minutes. Yeah, I don't know. So. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's not uh, it's not something I'm losing sleep over. It's just uh, it's curious. I, I really thought he would have got more minutes by now. Um, yeah, and I think Heckingbottom has uh, greatly exceeded my expectations for what he was going to do mm-hmm. um, when he was appointed manager. But uh, yeah, this one's strange. I, I don't I don't totally understand it. I I was thinking about it earlier, and part of me wonders if. He might start this weekend, Jebison. Like, if that mm-hmm. was the reason yeah. for not bringing him on, but I don't see why you do that at the final. No, I don't either. I just, yeah, I think I was trying to find some kind of logic. I mean, yeah. like you, I don't expect him to be amazing, but no. it's an it... option. The thing is, we've got no options. We had one yeah. option last night, Huran. That was literally, if you're not including the senior players, yeah, is Jebison and Huran are the two players who have played league football before on that bench, not including the keeper, obviously. <laughs> so. They realistically are only two options, and we only use one of them. Yeah, it's mad when you put it like that, isn't it? Yeah, there's one, two, three, four of our bench have never played league football before. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and one of yeah, and then one of them's a goalkeeper, a Hurahan, yeah. and Jebison, who's only played what fifteen, twenty games or whatever in his career. Yeah, but, something like that. But yeah. Jebison is one of the most experienced players on the bench. <laughs> Second the most, most experienced, experienced players in the team. player, and we didn't use him. We're not using him. Yeah, well, he's more experienced than uh, Kyron Gordon and uh, Illiman yeah. and Jai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think maybe he's played the similar. Maybe about the same as Jai, but yeah, get it. I don't know. I don't know. Is Strange. Asul the same age? Uh, yeah, I think so. Asul is nineteen, eighteen, nineteen. He's, he's playing for um, Denmark under nineteen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's eighteen. Uh, yeah. Maybe he's gone above him in the pecking order. He's. Uh, the, I don't know. That Bizarre. surprised me. Yeah, yeah, it really yeah, yeah. surprised me, given what he did at Burton. So. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, 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 part of me wants to say, like, I'm sure we're going to see him, uh, like, in the next few games, Jefferson. But I feel like I've been saying that for about two months now. I <laughs> think this is the time back. I'd have seen him with the yeah, injuries. Yeah. The games aren't going to be as thick and fast. They're going to come, you know. They're going to be. But we're going to have this two week break. Touchwood, you're hoping we're going to have more players fit, and they're not going to be as tired. So you could probably get away. Well, we're not realistically to get in the players, but we're probably going to have to play sharp the last eight games or whatever it is hmm. after the international break. I just don't see where he comes into it, but we'll see, won't we? We will. Well, let's talk Barnsley just to finish off. Um, so, yeah, I was happy enough with a point before kickoff last night. Uh, the longer the game went on, the more happy I was with a point because mm. uh, we yeah. we visibly tired and, yeah, as yeah. You said, zero, zero depth pretty much on the bench. This becomes quite an important game, uh, Barnsley. Um, mm. I think if we can if we can make it four points from these two... 
fine. Yeah, I think that's really good. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, going into I think if you win on, I mean, Middlesbrough and Forest aren't. I know I'm not really bothered about the league table at the moment, but Middlesbrough and Forest aren't playing. So I'm pretty sure if we win, the lowest we go seventh. Um, no matter they're if in it, the they're in the cup because they're in the FA Cup. Yeah, and I think you go into that international break looking a lot more sort of mm, you know we're, we're we're sort of even in either in the playoffs or just outside it i think if you drop points or or lose you might even go down the table a little bit more and then you're like right after the international break we are gonna have to win six out of the last eight yeah i think that's uh i think that's probably about right yeah so i mean just looking at the team yeah you think you get through this game, you hopefully get Basham back in contention, mm-hmm. hopefully get Baldock back, hopefully get Good back, Ben Davies yeah. maybe. Even Stevens, I know he's Even not been Stevens, great. Stevens, very nice. Option. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just destroyed them. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Fleck as well, he's hopefully not too far away. You know, most of those aren't like massive difference makers, but I do. they, they move us back the other side of the tipping point of like we just can't handle this level yeah. of <laughs> loss to the team, I suppose. You put so. Basham in that team last night. He's not a game changer. We might even win it just because it gives us more going forward than anything else. Gordon offers nothing going forward at this moment in his career, which understandable is keeping it safe. Mm. You know, he's, but he's not, he's not got that confidence to go forward yet. I think, but I think Osborne's done really well, to be honest, at right wing back, even yeah. in really difficult circumstances. Not sure Baldock will be a huge upgrade on his performances, really, in these last three. But at the same time, again, it's another option. Notting Davis, I feel, has really struggled in the last couple. You could put Osborne at the other side. It gives you more options to play around with. Yeah, absolutely. So this is like this Barnsley game is like a one, one last push kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like if we can get three points out of this, I'm going to be really happy with where we are. I know yeah. this is a, we probably won't even be in the playoff places even if we do win that game, but yeah. I just think that it, it gives us a great chance. I mean, that would leave us, what is it, eight games left after that one, of which five are at home, I believe. Oh, yeah, that, which yeah, is so, really important. I know there's a couple of tough ones in there. Bournemouth, I know they're not playing great. Fulham last day, hopefully they're already up, but mm. yeah, you wouldn't, our away phone's not been great in the past, well, since the injury started, really, but we seem to be... He's not lost at home yet, Eckingbottom, so... Mm. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, good shout. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that that helps having so many home games for sure. Barnes are in good form. Their underlying numbers are still absolutely bobar. Like they're, <laughs> you know, they're comfortably one of the worst two teams in the league. I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, and, and to be honest, their underlying performances, from what I've seen, haven't really improved recently. But results have. So yeah, this... they are really good form. Their away form still pretty poor, but home form really good. Yeah, they obviously drew with drew with Fulham. They beat Bristol City. Okay, fine. You know they uh, they very nearly beat Stoke at home. That was like mm. a ninety fifth minute equal, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who else did they beat? Because, uh, Middlesbrough, didn't they at home? Middlesbrough at home three. Yeah, yeah. Then that, yeah. that's all come in the last month. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they've had a. To be honest, they've had a really nice sort of three four weeks or so. Um, yeah, beat QPR as well mid February. So um, yeah. Things are things are looking up for them, and they're they're now like realistically uh, could could catch Reading. I mean, oh God, there's such a massive gap in there from the the bottom four uh, to to fifth. There's eleven points yeah. between twenty first and twentieth. Um, but yeah, they they've given themselves a chance of staying up, Barnsley. So they're going to be on a bit of a high. Obviously, uh, it's going to be a, a big crowd. I imagine. I'm sure they will have sold out their uh, away allocation. 
I just hope this is, yeah, I, just one last push from this team and then yeah. get your feet up for two weeks. I think this is what you've got to see it as. I think you've got to see it as this is sort of not not the, the final game of the season, but almost the final stage of this part of the season. This mm. is the this is how I'm seeing it, and I think this is how the club's seeing it. Normally, we dread international breaks, <laughs> but I think every single fan is like, please just get to this international break with us having no more injuries and still being in a, in a, in a good place. If we finish this international break one point outside the playoffs, I'll take that. Yeah, and a loss is terminal, obviously. It's not terminal, it, it just makes means, it a lot harder. Yeah. It means, yeah, yeah, we need to win more than half of our remaining games, obviously. But this um, horrible month that we had, which we all saw coming up, and we're like, God, this, we've got a game every three days, and you know, and the injuries are piling up. We're at the end of it now. There's no yeah. more excuses after this. Everyone's in the same boat after this. Maybe you know, we should get injured players back. Everyone's playing the same amount of games in this next couple of this next period. Mm. This is the final thing. Let's get this month out of the way. If we can finish with a win, I think every single United fan will be saying that's been a fantastic period. Yeah, it it really would have been. Yeah, if we if we cap it with three points on Saturday, mm. um, yeah, I think we we should be very happy with where things are going. I mean, personally, I, I still I still feel like we're playing with house money here. Like from where we were in yeah. November, you know, this is just just for, just to be relevant. It's like. This is great. I'm really enjoying this. I didn't enjoy yeah, getting hammered great. by Coventry. I, I think I said it on this pod that if if we've still got something to play for or a couple of games to go, this were a while ago. I'll yeah, be yeah. and you know, touch wood, we, we're going to be well in with it. Yeah, but it's going to be difficult. You can't tell Luton are going nowhere by the looks of it, and I thought they'd have massively faded by now. Millwall have come out of nowhere. West Brom have completely dropped out of it. Blackburn have scored. Three goals in nine games, I think. <laughs> and and somehow still four. QPR are just up and down all over. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Huddersfield could go on a run now. Now they've lost one where they, they plummet. I don't... Bournemouth drew a Reading last night, you know. Yeah. It's so, the night before, should I say. And nobody knows what's going to happen. And you, It's cliche, but you have to concentrate on your games. And that's why the point last night for me were good, even though we went down the table. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, uh, and it will it will be a, an even better point if we can get a win over Barnsley this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, th- nothing to fear from them, uh, despite their uptick in form. As I said, it's just can have we have we got it in the legs basically to mm-hmm. uh, to just get over the line for this one game? I feel like I'm just blathering cliches here, but um, <laughs> that's how it feels at the moment. Yeah, just. Just give me the the scrappiest win possible. No more injuries into the international break. We're only go, who's going on international duty? Just been Norrington Davies and Berger and Egan. Uh, Egan Norrington Davies Berger Are playing actually. Yes, I believe so. I, I looked at this actually, and it's just like because they're only friendly games, which is really annoying. Oh, are they? Uh, yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, and they've got like I think Norway have got like. Armenia at home. You're like, you don't need him for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just well, that's the thing play. with Egan. He's going to play every blooming minute for Ireland, isn't he? Surely it? you can't wait being friendly. I mean, they've got Belgium at home. He'll probably play in that because he's like first choice centre off. And they've got Lithuania at home. Yeah. Just what's the manager? Stephen Kenny, isn't it? The Ireland manager. Just play some of the young lads. Give him a chance. Yeah. <laughs> Surely we've <laughs> got. Some of our young lads. Exactly. Fact. We must have an Irish <laughs> under 18 player somewhere yeah. we can send instead of Egan. Um, well, there we go, mate. Uh, that that is the the week in the blades. We're obviously a bit of a step back from the 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 wonderful highs of Middlesbrough, but um, we're still in a decent position. 
it will be a very good position if we can get a win on Saturday. I'm looking forward to it. I, I uh... am. It's going to be nerve-wracking. Barnsley, I've always got bad memories of Barnsley, especially mm. at home for some reason. But it should be, it'll be a really good atmosphere. They'll obviously bring a, a lot. And, yeah, I think hopefully the crowd give us the, the, the legs that we've lacked in the last two. Yeah, I think... I think that's got to help, right? And mm. it probably will help the fact that it's a derby as well, that they will yeah, have yeah, a yeah. presumably vocal away support. That will help. I know it's a 12.30 kickoff, which is like pain, rubbish, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, hopefully that will lift the atmosphere in the ground as a whole and that will lift the players and uh, give that one big effort before we uh, yeah get a two-week rest, which we're absolutely in need of, for goodness sake. <laughs> I don't know what happens if anyone else gets injured. Uh, I don't want to think about it at this point. Um, Matthew Donoghue is, of course, the referee on Saturday. Yippee-ki-yay. So, um, it should be a good atmosphere, at least, because that's he'll, true. Yeah. he'll make some terrible decisions. So. <laughs> yeah. Look out for him to get all the big decisions right, but still yeah. drive everybody oh, yeah. completely if, if, potty. If he, Barnsley, if he gives Barnsley a penalty, then you, you should Obviously, yeah, but don't even boo it or anything. You say, yeah, he'll be right with that one. But <laughs> if he like gives an offside or like a, a little foul on the halfway line, just presume it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it. All right, mate, uh, we'll wrap it up there. Do you want to <laughs> do you want to plug the view from Coventry? I'm sure that's was, was yeah. well read. Uh, view from Coventry, they were they were gloating. Fair play to them, I suppose. Idiots. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Blackpool fans, much more. Uh, they thought last night's game were really good, actually. It was uh, the first half was moderately entertaining. It was quite high, high tempo. Yeah, thought, they were like but... one of the best nil nils I've ever seen. Oh, wait. I won't go that far. Yeah, really, really excited about it. And there's a bit of a debate about um, whether it were a, a, a goal or not. And obviously, everyone has the biased opinions and what have you. But um, but yeah, I quite like the Blackpool fans. To be fair, they were all right. And um, yeah, uh, and then we've got a mail episode coming out of the weekend. Actually, so hopefully we beat Barnsley. You can have a few beers and then come back and watch us. Or listen to us even talk about our favourite theme tunes. Get in now. That's that's a weekend right there. That's, that's it, a, isn't it. Yeah, that's the dream, isn't it? Beat Barnsley one nil. Let's hope for that. <laughs> <laughs> so that is Roy's view from dot com. Follow Andrew at Panchero. Me at Blades Pod. Uh, Living with Maidley is Andrew's podcast, of course. Uh, I think that's everything we've got to talk about. Yeah, I think yeah. that's everything in it. Yeah, if we've got anything, let us know. Indeed, yeah. Give us, uh, yeah, tweet us and tell us how wrong or negligent we were. And uh, yeah, apologies again for missing the uh, the post Coventry podcast. But uh, we'll definitely be back after the Barnsley game. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll leave it there, mate. I'll uh, I'll hopefully see you Saturday for a couple of pre match bevies. Unless you you're working here. I'm working actually. It's all unbelievable. I, I know. I've managed. I know it's ridiculous. I've managed to get out early, so I might meet for a few after rather than before because it's obviously after. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll talk we'll talk off there we will we'll look into that nice yeah. one mate thanks so much for doing this in your evening and uh yeah i'll catch up with you soon cheers bud thank you hello again blades pod listeners thank you very much for listening to this episode and thank you also to nord pass the leading password manager who kindly support this podcast NordPass is brought to you by the cybersecurity experts who built NordVPN, another friend of the podcast, of course, who you will have heard earlier, and uh, are used by more than 14 million people worldwide to get added security and speed when using the old internet there. Uh, NordPass is everything I need in a password manager. It keeps all my passwords in one place. It's accessible with just a single master password, means that's the only thing I need to remember, and they can generate ultra-secure new passwords with just a single click. Their autofill feature also helps me log in near instantly to whatever site or account I'm using without having to rack my brains for whatever 
details I came up with months or years before when I created that account. And NordPass are offering a great deal to BlazePod listeners this month. You can get 52% off NordPass if you sign up at nordpass.com slash blazepod or just use the code blazepod on sign up that's 52 percent off a two-year plan plus one month absolutely free head to nordpass.com slash blazepod now and boost your own online security thank you once again for listening and downloading blades pod we'll be back after the next game